You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, August the 10th. 2018. This is your weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual is our good friend, Eric Sprott. Eric, happy Friday. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Um, lots of strange things going on in the world, but uh, we're getting used to it. Uh, gold hasn't had much of a week, but uh, it's hanging in here pretty well. That is true. It is at least hanging in there, and that's at least offering some hope. And I, I want to point out something before we get going. We have something rather unique at Sprott Money this week. It's a very exciting offer. It's something that is uh, out of stock, I guess, in a lot of different places, but you can find it at Sprott Money. We're talking about the 2017 Special Edition one-ounce Voyager Silver Coin, and it's on sale, and it's hard to find. So please call us at 888-861-0775 or go to SprottMoney.com for more info. This is available for both Canadian and American listeners and limited quantities are available. Again, a one-ounce Voyager silver coin. Those babies always go fast, so please check them out. Eric, as you mentioned, the price of silver is trying to stabilize here, as is gold. What are your thoughts at this point? Well, there's some very interesting developments going on, and probably the most important one from a gold perspective is uh, what's going on in the foreign currency markets, particularly in uh, Turkey and Iran, more particularly Turkey, uh, because the lira is just getting decimated here. And uh, today the ECB came out and said, yeah, maybe some of these banks in in Europe, and they mentioned the names of three banks. I think BNP uh, was one of them. Uh, I'm just not remembering the other two banks. but And they said that, you know, they have some Turkish uh, loans. And, of course, uh, as the currency goes down, the ability of those the people in Turkey to pay those loans back with a depreciated currency is it uh, becomes very difficult. So I think that's a very uh, gold-positive development. And, of course, we have the st- stocks in Europe, particularly bank stocks, are weak. Uh, and we're going to have a weak opening here in, um, in North America. And I think it's all on the back of, well, you know, these are unsettling things when currencies fall by 50% in a short time, uh, both in uh, Iran and Turkey. And, of course, we have the same thing in the Zimbabwe and Venezuela and many other places uh, where the currencies are just getting trashed. And of course, that's always very, very positive on a very long term basis in gold. So um, there's some encouragement coming from that uh, that side. Yeah, Eric, it is uh, it is reminiscent, eerily reminiscent of where we were exactly three years ago. You know, the dollar had rallied in 2014. It put a lot of pressure on the emerging markets. China began to devalue the yuan in the summer of 2015, only by about as ha- maybe half of what they've devalued this year. And all of a sudden, in August of 2015, anybody can go back and, and look this up if you don't remember, uh, the stock market in the U.S. fell about 6% in a week. And the following Monday, they could barely open the darn thing because everything was getting marked limit down all because of that emerging market currency stress. It seems uh, uh, deja vu all over again a little bit, doesn't it, Eric? Yeah. Well, there's lots of turmoil out there. Uh, You know, the debts don't go away, right? They don't go away. They have to be paid. Uh, The cost of uh, debt is going up because of interest rates rising here. Uh, So it just puts a greater, greater strain on all forms of GDP because a greater part of your GDP has to go to debt repayment. So... uh, it's it's a problem that's not going to go away, and you know we've always speculated, you know, when's it finally going to 
have an impact on stock valuations, and it hasn't yet in North America for sure. I would suspect it's it's kind of had some impact, uh, obviously, in places like China and, and European equities and other Asian equities. So I, I think it's probably uh, likely to have an it's going to have an impact here in North America as well. Yeah, and as you as you mentioned, if you're a Turkish citizen and the value of your lira and your savings in lira is declining, that might lead you to buy more gold. And they're already buying a lot, as are the Indians and the Iranians, and you go around the world. Hey, I had an interesting number I saw this week. The finalized numbers for 2017 gold production came in. And the entire world produced about 3,200 metric tons, but about 600 of that never left China or Russia. So really total production is about 2,600 metric tons. We know about 1,000 got soaked up by India. It uh, sure seems like a rather tight physical supply, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's, I've always looked at the annual gold mine production. Then I look at the statistics for consumption, and I always start with China with their 2,000 tons. This year, India is 1,000 tons. Russia's 180. Well, I've almost come up with the 3,200 already, okay? I haven't even included any ETF purchases uh, which were um, quite meaningful. And, of course, the other 192 countries that uh, I haven't brought into the equation. So in my mind, the demand for gold has always been in excess of the physical supply, and the central banks surreptitiously keep supplying the market. So I'm uh, very dubious that the U.S. owns uh, their 8,200 tons. And, and certainly when I see exports of gold from England over to Switzerland, and England doesn't produce any gold, Where's that gold coming from? You know, it's undoubtedly uh, some kind of bank-related, central bank-related thing. So, um, and and that number, uh, you know, was actually down just a touch uh, from last year, the total annual production. And I suspect that that number is going to go a little lower here, too. You know, you get comments from these major gold companies all talking about peak gold. So I think from a supply-demand basis, uh, things are very tight. God forbid that we go to, to the exchange for physical nonsense that goes on in the COMEX. Uh, you know, I, I think we've had, what is it, uh, six or 8,000 tons of theoretical uh, uh, COMEX uh, supply been sh- uh, shifted over to, uh, to uh, UK, the UK for yep. settlement. Yep. Well, there's no way it's settling. I mean, those numbers, they're just so astronomical as to be ridiculous. Uh, when we can point to the uh, physical tightness in in the uh, from what's produced on the mining basis, I mean, I, I don't know where you'd get the rest of this gold. So I, it, somehow it just goes off into oblivion, you know. Right. Which makes a bit of a joke of the COMEX too. And and you know while we're on COMEX, as you pointed out and other commentators, there's a big there's a I think a record net short position by the speculators here, and, and that typically has led to very substantive rallies in the price of gold. So uh, from a COMEX perspective, I think, you know, we get in better shape every week. And hopefully this week's report, which will come out this afternoon, uh, will continue that trend. And uh, hopefully the uh, the speculators are digging a, a bigger hole for themselves that, of course, the commercials will feast on. So we'll stand by on that. Yeah, just to add some color to that, uh, we will get a new report today, and it should be based on the price change and the open interest change, another improvement, as we as we call it in the COT. Um, to add, again, some detail to that, at present, at least as of last week, the gross number, not the net number, but the gross number of sh- speculator shorts in both gold and silver is at all-time highs. 
And again, for uh, people who don't follow this that closely, the speculators are the hedge funds and the managed money. They are subject uh, to margin calls in ways that maybe the banks aren't when they're short, right? And so therefore, yeah. it's very easily for the hedge funds and the trading funds to get squeezed. And when they are sitting on record amount of shorts, that, uh, that provides, in, in a sense, some rocket fuel for, for a launch if we can ever turn things around. Absolutely. And of course, the, the point is that the commercial banks who do, in my mind, operate uh, in concert have unlimited amounts of resources for this. And of course, the speculators don't. Right. So they got them right where they want them, right? They just move the price around. And in fact, if they uh, shoot the price up, next thing you know, the COMEX will increase the margins on the contract. So they got to put up even more money. I mean, when they get them, they really nail them. We've seen many examples of that where the COMEX itself, as, as, the, uh, as the exchange, it becomes complicit in the whole thing. So... They better, those speculators better be careful here because uh, things are tipped against them for sure. Eric, we should talk a little bit about uh, what's been kind of a rough patch this week in the shares. Not that the last several months haven't been a rough patch, uh, but some of the shares have gotten worked over this week too. Do you think it relates back to uh, just kind of a lack of interest in the sector? You've got, you know, as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, the, the earnings for the for the, a lot of the majors were just awful at $1,300 gold. I mean, what are they going to look like at $1,200 gold? Do you think mm-hmm. we're just finally at a yeah. sentiment low for, for people in the, in, that want to be exposed to the sector? Well, there's no doubt that the, the earnings were weak. I mean, you know, when you have companies like Barrick basically made nothing, Gold Corp lost money, uh, uh, Newmont's earnings were down, I think it was something like 40%. Agnico was down something like 40%. It's hard to imagine with the, the generals all uh, getting their butts kicked what's going to happen to the indices, right? So I think the indices have become under pressure, and the ETFs, and if the ETF comes under pressure, everything comes under pressure, right? Because everything's for sale. So that's, uh, I think, been leaning on things to be, we need the price of gold to recover here, because you're right. I mean, most guys sold their gold in the, in the second quarter at around 1300 Well, today we're 1210 okay? So... It's not. It hasn't gotten any better. So um, no, that's. It's certainly not helping here. And the, the, some of those companies need some rescuing because their gold production is not going up, and the price is going down, and they're already not making much money. So yeah, have to stand by on that one. Well, one bright side, and uh, maybe this be the final point this week. One bright side has been down in Australia in that Pilbara region. Uh, Dr. Hennig had a, some updates, I think, earlier this week on what he thinks is, is uh, how things are shaping up down there. I know you've got some thoughts on that, too. Sure, sure. Um, well, actually, before I get to the pill burn, I will get to it. The one thing, of course, we'll have to probably stop having this broadcast, right, because uh, um, Alex Jones got kicked off because he's, he believes in some conspiracies, and, you know, we kind of believe in some conspiracies as well, so... I don't know how much longer we'll be able to broadcast this because it seems that somebody out there doesn't want anyone to uh, discuss uh, the fact that uh, things uh, maybe aren't quite as they're stated. And, of course, Alex Jones is one of those guys that would would interview people and pull out the truth, and uh, now he's been cut off. So that's very unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I'm saying that in jest, obviously. Uh, you never know. But it's, 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 statement. it's a statement. <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> got to start watching what we're saying otherwise we're gone um the pilbara the only comment i want to make in the pilbara is uh it it would seem to me and and not that novos help in the sense of you know providing any uh documentation in terms of official results on things and grades and 
recoveries and all that sort of mining type stuff. But it would appear to me that uh, sort of the guys on the ground uh, seem to be able to more readily determine where things should be. Uh, of course, they can't uh, officially quantify it under sort of what we call jork rules and or 43-101 rules yet. But it just would seem that most companies are reporting that, you know, they're, they're certainly finding nuggets down there. And I think the whole uh, Pilbara play is coming together here. Uh, it's taking way too long, unfortunately. I say that, as you know, I'm a director of Novo. It's been frustratingly long in terms of proving exactly what is there. But I just wanted to uh, uh, remind people, I think uh, the prize could be very large here. So uh, you want to be patient because it could be a very large payoff. So those are really my comments on that. All righty then. Well, it, it, uh, hopefully the uh, payoff will begin soon, not only for those equities down there in Australia, but every place. It has been a tough 100 days or so. And though it does not yet look like we've turned the corner, boy, with the, some of the things we've discussed, I think folks can see where uh, the corner is, with, at least within sight. Uh, to that end, I want to wrap up by pointing out, Eric, one of your favorites uh, that we've discussed before, the Queen's Beast Black Bull of Clarence. Remember that one, that gold coin? I remember it, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite coin, right? Yeah. We, well, we got Clarence, Clarence. Uh <laughs> We got Clarence from Sprout Money. We're offering this baby again. Again, it's a one ounce. It's a whole series of coins. The Queen's Beasts, Black Bull of Clarence, gold coin. Man, I got it. I'm just gonna have to get one of these babies myself just to say I have one. Lowest price is guaranteed from SproutMoney.com. So for our Canadian listeners, oh heck, Eric, maybe you're gonna have to buy one and ship it to me. Um, you can take advantage of this special promotion. Again, call Sprout Money eight eight eight. Eight six one zero seven seven five, or just go to SproutMoney.com to buy one online. You got to take advantage of this now before it's too late. So, Eric, come on, you're my buddy. Uh, pick up one of these babies and and, uh, and ship it I'll down. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, the black. I'll see what I can do. It sounds like a hell of a deal. I better get on it right now. Black bull of Clarence. It's just. I mean, I gotta have one. Uh, all right, my friend. Again, provided that the powers that be do not shut us down, and I we we kind of. <laughs> We joke about that, but uh, yeah, no, that is a very disturbing development, you know, that, um, uh, you know, what is it, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of free assembly, all of that is apparently guaranteed in the uh, very First Amendment uh, here to our Constitution, but yeah, you know, that's just an old, what, who reads that kind of stuff anyway, that's just, that's things 250 years old, Eric, nobody cares about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't very well thought out at the time. No, and those guys were dopes. They didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> anyway, my friend, hopefully we'll be okay, around okay. next week. We'll do this again. In the meantime, uh, have a great weekend. Okay, you too. All of us. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs>